Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Hey guys, I hope you're having an awesome holiday. Holiday 2017, we are rolling into 2018. Thanks for all your support with Talking Metal this past year. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your donations. Thanks for your phone calls. Thanks for everything. I really appreciate it. Keep on using those Amazon links. And if you want to slip in one more PayPal donation, end of the year donation, my PayPal is my email. It's S-T-R-I-G-L-M-A-R-K at gmail.com. I always appreciate those PayPal donations. So thank you for those. And of course, we have Patreon and the Amazon links and all that. You guys know about all that. Anyways, on today's episode, we're going to wrap up the 2017 best of coverage. And what we're going to do here, follow me if you will, uh, is we're going to play the the most recent episode of my other podcast, one of my other podcasts, Metal Raps. It's with Mitch Joel and Mitch LaFon. And we're talking about more the live um, setting on this, uh, the best of concerts. I saw so many good concerts, Last in Line. That was a great show. I saw Hymns final show in the U.S. Loved that. That was awesome. Scorpions, Maiden, so much good stuff. Guns and Roses, a lot, a lot of stuff. Uh, Overkill saw this year. So, so much good stuff this year. Ooh, enough's enough. I think I saw. Um, there was there was a lot of concert activity for me this year. I feel like my wife and I we got out to at least two or three shows a month. So. You know, everything from Hall & Oates to U2 to Metallica, the whole spectrum, uh, Perfect Circle. I saw uh, so much stuff I saw this year and a lot of fun. I uh, love going to live shows. That's that's my thing. That's what that's what I love to do is, is go see live music. So on that note, let's get into a discussion on the best live concerts of 2017 here on Talking Metal. This is... My other podcast, I'm playing it in full here on the Talking Metal stream. It's called Metal Raps. Go subscribe to Metal Raps on iTunes because I don't play all the episodes here on the Talking Metal feed. Uh, quite the opposite. I used to play a lot of them, but not not anymore. So if you like this show, go subscribe to it on the Metal Raps feed on iTunes. Okay, guys? All right, thanks. And please visit TalkingRock.net. I'll talk to you 
next week with a brand new interview. We got Spider from Power Man 5000, Michael Swede, Jeff Tate. Got a lot of stuff coming up, a lot of stuff in the vaults for you guys interview-wise that I've been sitting on. So stay tuned for a lot of interviews coming your way. Actually, probably before next week, probably later this week, I'll get you some of those. All right, later. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Love you guys. Here is Metal Raps, the recent, most recent episode of Metal Raps. Well, hey there, and welcome to episode number 43 of Metal Raps. My name is Mitch Joel, and as always, we are joined by Talking Metal's Mark Striegel. Hey, Mark. Hey, hey, hey. How are you? Good, man. How are you? And, of course, we can't do this show without Rock Talks with Mitch LaFon. Mitch LaFon! No, no, you can't. It is it is essential that Mitch LaFon is here. He's he's the music geek in this trio. I think we're all pretty geeky. I don't know <laughs> Which just, is why we're doing yeah, this. Yeah, I don't know if we, yeah if we do this. So last episode, in episode forty two, we looked at the albums that really blew our mind in two thousand seventeen. And as we finish up this year, thought it would be good to sort of sit down and think about the live shows that really blew us away. Um, in 2017. And for me, if I I will be so bold as to start, um, I can't think of a bigger, more known band in the genre than for me, Metallica. Um, And while I I know we recorded a couple episodes back in the earlier part of the year discussing the set list and, um, you know, I know Mark, you had some real disappointment around that show. I would still make the argument that this band is definitely mine, maybe our generation's Led Zeppelin, and that when these four guys get up on stage, it is a sonic experience that is just very rarely replicated by other rock bands. And while I totally agreed with you that there seemed to be way too much leading off of Hardwired to self-destruct, I also was coming at it from a different place where you know the the show before that we had seen, and I think the three of us saw the show together was the the, the only time they did the uh, on demand all request show, which was here in Montreal at heavy heavy Montreal. And so I felt like I sort of got my got my kinks out with all of all of that. And again, the band to me is just unbelievable. And being a bass player, Rob Trujillo to me is just a guy who is delivering night and night again. So when I think about the sort of shows that really rocked my world, and I didn't see a lot of shows this year, Kenley. I spent a lot of time on planes. Uh, it was for me, without a doubt, Metallica. Um, Mitch, we'll go to you next. What was one of the shows that really rocked your world this year? Well, I'll, I'll start just quickly with the Montreal Metallica show because I got to interview Rob Trujillo there. So that was great. But my ultimate show this year, and it was because of band and venue and surrounding the venue, it was Guns N' Roses in Ottawa. The venue in Ottawa is so nice, so up-to-date, so the, – the security is, is so well – just everything – and they built it in a in a place where there's a walking mall and 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 so you can walk and have supper and and then the band they came out exactly at it was either seven or seven thirty but right on the dot I mean they didn't they didn't step you know ten minutes late or three hours late and they played for almost four hours it just was nonstop it was I believe it was like thirty four songs plus all the different solo bits and stuff and 
you know, I and, I and I was privileged to have access to the backstage. So if a part got too long, I could go run off and, and, and get a drink and, and, and walk to the bathroom. And, and so in terms of convenience and just the entire thing, Ottawa Guns N' Roses this year, just phenomenal. And Slash, man, Slash and, and Axel, I don't know if they're faking it. I don't think they are because I don't think you can fake that kind of affection or that kind of of je ne sais quoi, but they are just, they're locked in. They are dialed in better than the old days, I think, in terms of how they're they're functioning on stage and understanding each other and moving together. It's Anyway, Guns N' Roses, there you go. It's amazing to me that here we sit in 2017 and the first two shows that are killing everybody are, are actually bands that were dominating literally two to three decades ago and still doing it. And we've talked at length about Axl Rose Turnaround he's made. I mean, when I saw him front ACDC, unbelievable experience. And while I didn't catch this tour, I did not hear one single person leave that show and think, eh, not so great. Everybody that saw GNR was blown away. And, and listen, nothing but 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 great, great accolades. And that that's huge. Mark, was there a show that, that stood out for you? You know, I saw a ton of shows this year. And, uh, <laughs> You're like my rock show doula. Like well, you go yeah, for I, me. I guess Great. It's, my kids are a little older now, so I'm like, you know, we're all right leaving them with babysitters once a week. So it's like we we've really. I mean, I'm I'm back to to going to shows like all the time, and and there were so many good ones, uh, and I have a, a laundry list here of them. But let me let me start with the two that that affected me emotionally the most that. I mean, I, I get, you know, there's so much history with these bands and, and memories and, and, you know, a lot of times their music that they've put out, it, it's, it's our music. It's, it's, it's almost become, you know, a part of our, just, you know, the, the soundtrack to our lives and our, our past. Rat at M3, the headliner at M3 this year down in Maryland, I was right up front for their performance. They just delivered Every song I wanted to hear, not only the hits, but, you know, some of the more deeper cuts off of Out of the Cellar and, and uh, you know, Invasion of Your Privacy and, and so many great songs. Uh, I was literally tearing up in in the, like, second row as Rat, Warren Martini and, and Stephen Piercy and, and Juan back in the band with, with his just brilliant and, and beautiful backing vocals. Oh, it was so great. It was so great. I mean, Rat at M3, the headliners at the M3 Festival, so, so incredible. Iron Maiden, I caught them twice on this this Book of Souls tour. And again, uh, at, the, at the the Jersey show, which, you know, was a, just, again, a combination of, like, like Mitch said, uh, you know, band and venue and set list and, for me, probably alcohol content in my bloodstream, but it, it was, it was so <laughs> incredible. The uh, Iron Maiden June 7th in New Jersey at the Prudential center. I, I just loved this show. The, the crowd seemed so united and together. And again, when I saw him a month later in Brooklyn, New York, the same thing. So great. So great. So those were my top two, I think of, of the year for sure. I'm going to move down to a sort of smaller theater one, but f for me, and this is maybe more of a Canadian thing and maybe more for the European listeners, but uh, really amazing rock trio out of Canada called the Tea Party that I 
had a, a, a sort of minor role in helping out in the early days and was just a huge fan of this power, power rock. They were celebrating the 20th anniversary of their Transmission album, which did phenomenally well. And they really started injecting more electronic stuff into their very heavy music. And this was a really interesting tour where the management called me and asked me to write a sort of piece about the band that they included in a very limited edition book that you got as part of your VIP package. And so it was just sort of like a culmination of like the year before leading into this year, seeing the tour come together, seeing it go across Canada. And when they came to Montreal, which has always been a special city for that band, it was just an amazing experience where they played the whole album along with a bunch of hits and the entire place was booming. It really sort of was one of those shows that similar to, I think, what you had with Rat. It just really took me back to that time when I went to music shows with, without the sort of cynicism of age and just was really a sort of purist and loved watching these bands explore and change and evolve in that sort of speed where each band had to come out every year or so with something new and had to push the gamut forward to sell records. And for me, yeah, that show really was one where the band sounded great. They were really into the material. It was a very familiar show and familiar music. It was just comfortable. It was like, it was just home cooked meal. It was just excellent for me. Uh, Mitch, what do you got? Well, I'm going to go to the beginning of the year to the poison Tesla Def Leppard tour. Mm. Um, You know, just as New Jersey, I was so upset about that. Yeah. I know, but first of all, I had a chance to to pick up some of the members of the band and go for lunch with them and take them around town and stuff, which is always fun to do. But you know, it's just three of the it's 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 basically four hours of top twenty hits of the last thirty years, and it's just big song after big song after big song after big show. You cannot deny that Brett Michaels is a kick-ass front man. You cannot deny the musicality of, of Tesla and Def Leppard just always delivers solid. So just a great night from, from, you know, the whatever noon in the afternoon when we were in old Montreal having lunch all the way through to midnight when we left or one in the morning when we left, uh, you know, it was 12 hours of just pure fun. And, and musically, it was just to sit there and watch them do what they do. Can't complain. Cannot complain. Yeah, I, I recall this. I tell the story all the time where obviously I'd seen Poison so much during the heyday and was a big fan of their music. And a couple years back, managed to catch a Brett Michael solo album, a solo show at Magic City Casino in Florida when I was on vacation. And it was a bit of, you know, one of those outdoor near the casino, a bit sort of like, oh, what's going on here? And I think any other performer might have come up on stage and sort of phoned it in. And this guy just played as if he was playing in front of 20,000 people and gave it his all. And it was one of those sort of big turnaround moments for me where I thought good on these guys for really, really delivering. And so I I agree with you. Kudos to him for being able to pull that off. He's just an amazing character. Uh, Let's flip it back to you, Mark. Any other shows that, that sort of caught your attention this year? Definitely. I mean, I'll just go through a, a laundry list here real quick. <laughs> um, Marilyn Manson, we saw him in New York. It was the night that the, the stage prop fell on him. It was the also ended up sadly being uh, Twiggy, uh, Jordy White's last show with the band because of some things that came down on him uh, in 
no pun intended, uh, in other ways a little bit later. But this show, I, I was, you know, my, my wife wanted to go. I'd see, I was a big Manson fan back in the day. Hadn't seen uh, them in a number of years. I, I was like, eh, yeah, I wasn't like totally excited for the show. But when I got there, he just pulled out all the old classic songs that I used to love. He was so good. You know, 55 minutes into the set, it ended due to uh, him being injured. But it was 55 minutes of the greatest industrial metal rock stuff that that uh, y- you know you could ask for. And he was potent and on fire, and and uh, it, yeah, it was it was sad. It ended so uh, so soon, but it was 55 minutes of the the greatest show that you you would want, and I loved it. Guns N' Roses at the uh, Prudential Center in Newark. Again, Mitch kind of covered covered that. Uh, I mean, it, it's so good. And now that they're out there, you know, this is my third time seeing them since the Slash Duff Axel reunion. And it almost seemed like they were more comfortable than ever on stage with one another. And the show was just so great. And I truly, I think it I enjoyed it more than seeing them open the tour, you know, the reunion in Las Vegas or the the stadium tour, the arena tour in New Jersey or the arena show in New Jersey. So great in 2017. UFO and Saxon. I saw them in a tiny theater way out in Western New Jersey. UFO was not all that great, but Saxon just delivered they stole the show they played before ufo and ufo came on it was like they they, it it was it was sad because the the crowd was just spent they saxon had destroyed the place so good can't (laughs) wait to see them in 2018 with black star riders and judas priest uh anthrax uh saw them uh, 15 minutes from my house the wellmont theater in montclair the opening night of their tour with kill switch engage just destroyed so good anthrax always so great uh, they've never been better than than they are in the studio or live they're so good if you haven't seen anthrax lately do yourself a favor see them uh let's see overkill saw them play live at the Star- starland ballroom another great show a perfect circle queens of the stone age uh u2 not metal but so great saw them on the joshua tree tour oh, i missed that so tour yeah. yeah disappointments of the year for me in the live setting uh were queen with adam lambert which i definitely don't recommend and uh, <laughs> metallica again uh i feel like just too many new songs and i i don't know the just didn't didn't vibe with me for whatever reason but yeah well well when you back and, and, well, when you back I think I you forgot so. one mark that that I quite yeah. enjoyed and and but Scorpions and oh, Megadeth. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Now the garden. You ha- so good. You so have good. to understand for me I was in my Scorpions mode with like a 260 song playlist playing them every day as I walked it. I was in this like total zone and the Scorpions happened to have a show right <laughs> so it was like a total you know, religious experience for me at that time. Had they come a month later or a month before, it might not have been this. But anyway, the Scorpions and Megadeth. And it was in this new place in Quebec called, or, or in Montreal or Laval, I guess, called Place Belle. It was the first show ever. And it was just, it was glorious. I had second row seating. And it, the whole thing was just spectacular. Scorpions just never disappoint. They just yeah. don't 
disappoint. And uh, I'll add another one that was very surprising, uh, autograph at the Brass Monkey in Ottawa. I mostly went because I know the folks at the Brass Monkey and and I'm sort of the rock reporter guy. And so I should go see this band yep. having zero expectations. I expected it just to be I'll see I'll see three songs and head home and get to bed at a reasonable hour. And they were great. I mean, just absolutely engaging. Yep. The songs were great. The band was great. They couldn't have been nicer guys. They, they and they, they didn't just sit around and talk to the rock report. They got out there and they mingled with the entire crowd. No pretension, nothing, and they just delivered whatever whatever it was. Ninety minutes of rock and roll that was just pure in its form. So yeah. kudos to Autographer for change. Well, I, I don't know if I want to say changing my mind, but I went in there going, "All right, I'm here." And I left there going, oh, yeah. do you have a CD for sale? I need to buy it. And I did, actually. Uh, and I spent my, my 15 bucks or whatever it was. I feel so, like we're going from those. Both of those. I saw Autograph in 2017 and Scorpions with Megadeth at the at Madison Square Garden, their first show there since 1984. Both Autograph and the Scorpions, I'm with you 100%. The Scorpions especially. That was just a magical night. So good. Yeah. And Megadeth, don't forget Megadeth. Huh? They they were great on that yes. night as well. It wasn't just the Scorpions. So yeah, I feel well like done. we're I feel like I'm moving into a bit of a softer ranger. But I, I I'd end on another show that I saw this summer that I thought was phenomenal, which was Toto, and they've been out on tour. Uh, they have right. a brand new bass player, Shemron Shrek, who I actually happened to have on the show and I happened to have a chance to sit down and interview for the show live. But they were playing uh, again in Montreal where I live at Place des Arts, which is just a, an amazingly great-sounding theater. And boy, oh boy, you know, Toto is one of those bands where if you don't know them, you think Africa and Hold the Line and 80s and that stuff. If you do know them or you're a musician, any musician wants to be a part of that band at one point. And it's just one of those, they were just slamming and rocking. Not, I mean, you would never, you would think these guys were a bunch of 20-year-olds the way that they were commanding that stage. And they were just phenomenal hey listen before we take off i thought it would be fun to also just let's take a little peek into 2018 and talk maybe about one thing that we're really looking forward to this coming year um i'll lead off um there is this band uh i've spoken (laughs) at liberty about robert mason being one of my favorite uh singers lynch mob now in warren um so robert is sort of going back to his buddies in lynch mob with uh, George Lynch and and Mick Brown on drums and pulling in Jeff Pilson too, and they were coming out with an album called uh, the band's called Superstroke I think I don't know if that's the working title or the permanent title but basically right. what we're talking about is Dokken being fronted by Robert Mason and um, again I think awesome. it's easy yeah it's easy to roll your eyes but if you listen to that second lynch bob album that 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 robert is on and then you think about bringing jeff pilson in on bass uh with all his production and writing skills and i just cannot wait to hear what these four guys have come up with and when i say it sounds awesome i mean on paper it sounds awesome i i can't wait to hear this Uh, it's gonna be great and they're signed to frontiers the album doesn't have a title yet but uh should be out soon. And yeah, that's going to be great. I mean, listen, whatever Pilsen has done with Foreigner, for example, for the last uh, couple of decades, he's reinvented that band. He, that guy's talented. And what a combination. Mason, you can't, you can't go wrong with Mason. So yeah. That's going to be cool. Mitch, what are you looking forward to? 
Well, I've got four, the Superstroke being one of them, but I'm going to give you the one that I'm most excited about, and people are going to go, what are you talking about? It is a band called Corleone, and mm. it features, yeah, it features Leo Leone, the guitarist of Goth Art, or Gothard, is how they like to say it, and Ronnie Romero, who's the lead singer of Lords of Black, but also part of Richie Blackmore's Rainbow, and they have gone back and re-recorded songs from the first three Gothard albums, and they've come up with some original stuff. Frontiers is going to put this out. I've had a chance to hear some of the tracks, and you never thought that Steve Lee, who was Gothard's uh, singer who passed away, could ever be replaced or be equaled, but holy mackerel, this Ronnie Romero kid. Wow. And so I'm just really, really excited. You look at it on paper and you go, oh, yeah, they're recutting the, the original. And you go, oh, wow, you can't replace Steve Lee. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, doing Stone songs without Mick Jagger. And then you hear this and you go, hmm, OK, I'm down. I'm, I'm, I'm good. So so Corleone, uh, you know, pay attention to that. I think I think folks are going to be pleasantly surprised. And of course, the plan after this is to become uh, an own touring recording act and doing mostly original music. But uh, yeah, you're going to love this. And Henna uh, Habiger, who's also Gothard's drummer, is also part of this project. So that's, that's yeah, you're going to love that. That's, that's That looks interesting. Mark, what are you looking forward to? Well, you know, I had the pleasure of uh, being one of the first people, not to brag, but one of the first people ever to hear the new Judas Priest record. I heard every song except one song. And it is absolutely mind-boggling uh you know when black sabbath did 13 it was a, a, a really good i'd call it close to a masterpiece uh, but i i really feel like what judas priest is doing with this upcoming record firepower even takes it a step further they they really have touched upon every era of their of their catalog on this new record sometimes all within one song and you're gonna hear rob halford sing like he hasn't sung in years that beautiful clean singing voice that we don't hear anymore we know he can shriek and shout and scream and do those heavy metal uh you know squeals but we're gonna hear him sing again like again like we haven't since like you know the old you know sin after sin and sad wings of destiny he he revisits old vocal stylings that uh will just blow your mind the songwriting is great and again, every era of the band is, uh, you know, from Sad Wings to Painkiller and everything in between is uh, touched upon on this new record. So look forward uh, to this, guys, because it is great. And uh, just a, a, a plea here. I want to see Cinderella <laughs> back together. In uh, me too. That'd be fun. Yeah. One That'd of the be... biggest disappointments uh, as far as live shows go for me in 2017 was the Tom Kiefer band. He had like 15 people on stage with him and, you know, doing the blues and then playing some Cinderella songs, but they don't really sound exactly right because Cinderella isn't playing them. And enough is enough with the Tom Kiefer band. It's, it's time to, to put that aside and I don't care if Jeff Labar is on drugs or drinking or whatever. Who cares? Let's just get it back together. Eric, Pull it together. Jeff, <laughs> Fred, and Tom, we need Cinderella back in 2018. There's, there's, all four guys are alive. They're all still making music. They, they 
you know, need to just set whatever the differences are aside and get this thing going because the world is ready for Cinderella to return in 2018. Do you feel the same way about Sebastian Bach and Skid Row? Yeah, I do, although I I, I feel Cinderella was a more important band for me. Uh, I love Skid Row. They're great, and Sebastian is singing better than ever. Um, but for me, Cinderella was... Uh, you know, I connect more to them emotionally, and I, I just need Cinderella back in my life. I need to see Cinderella live again, you know. So, yeah. um, I'm, I'm down with that in 2018 because enough is enough with this Cinderella or this Tom Kiefer solo stuff. It's just like, uh, God, hey, I'm, I'm enough's enough touring in 2018 yeah, with Bullet Boys. That's uh, <laughs> you can get that, uh, Mitch. I don't know if we have time for anything else, but I've got two more I just want to throw out there as sort of addendums if possible. Go quickly, let's editorialize less. <laughs> no editorializing, but uh, Age Sten Nilsson, who was formerly of the band Wigwam, does a Queen tribute show out in Norway, has a band called Ammunition. They have a new CD called Ammunition, and uh, he sent me in advance. It is absolutely stunning, pure rock uh, from Norway, and that is coming out at the end of January. And then a band from Sweden called The Poodles, Yes, the Poodles, they've been around for for a decade or more. Horrible, horrible band name, but they have a new album called Prisma. I haven't heard the whole thing. I've heard a few select tracks, uh, including their Depeche Mode cover. And just just a fun rock band. And so Sweden and, and the uh, sort of Scandinavian countries are just going to be pumping out some great European rock for us in 2018. So check out uh, the Poodles and Ammunition. Ah, the Poodles. <laughs> great. <laughs> that's a great way to wrap up actually for 2017 uh, it's been a lot of fun thinking about all the great shows that have happened this year and of course what we're looking forward to coming up next year my name is Mitch Joel you can always find me at MitchJoel.com or check out uh, my other podcast where I'm trying to build the uh, the largest oral history of electric bass players over at NoTreble.com forward slash groove Mark let people know where they could find you yeah, I'm, I'm currently setting up a new website. It's called TalkingRock.net. So do me a favor and check that out. And, of course, there is the Talking Metal podcast, too. Awesome. Yeah. And, Mitch, where can people find you? The podcast is Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Easy to find uh, on iTunes and all over the place. Just Google it. And, of course, on Twitter, at Mitch LaFon. And uh, there you go. There's awesome. a lot of Mitch out there. Yeah, well, happy holidays to every everybody. Hope you have a safe and healthy holiday and healthy new year. And we will be back as we always are with episode number 44 of Metal Rap sometime in January 2018. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.